It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's a Mission Monday. You know what the mission is? Get to the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about that with the Minnesota Vikings. Their draft class, they're getting mixed grades across the board, but at the end of the day, I love what one person said about the draft grades overall, and we'll talk about that next, coming up on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everyone, it's a Mission Monday on the Ron Johnson Show. I'm Ron Johnson. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On today to get started. That's FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to get started. And remember, NBA playoffs are still going, so there's a lot of bets out there, people. And the Heat, the Heat? A team that lost the playing game is now up again in their series against the Knicks. I don't know, people. Jimmy Butler, you might want to bet on him to go 20-plus every game because this guy is amazing right now in the playoffs. So you can't bet on the Timberwolves, all you Minnesota fans. So jump on a former Timberwolves back. I know some of you might not like him, but the man gets buckets. But as I bring my uh, producer into the show, Sam Ekstrom, uh, we're going to talk about the draft weekend. We, we got a loaded show for you today, draft weekend. Also, disappointing Minnesota sports playoff runs, I guess we'll call it. Wolves, Wild, and there's teams that won. Seattle Kraken beat the Avalanche. I mean, come on. The Heat, they were the eighth seed. They won the Lakers, the seventh seed. They won. Like, why can't the Timberwolves do it? Why can't the Timberwolves do it? This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Uh, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Extra. Sam. Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings had a draft this weekend, uh, as well as the rest of the NFL. But when you look at their draft pick, Sam, uh, round one, Jordan Addison with the 23rd pick. Uh, Mekhi Beck Blackman, sorry, cornerback out of USC. So they doubled up on USC. And there was a theme there. They doubled up on USC. They doubled up on LSU. The next pick, fourth round, Jay Ward, safety out of LSU. Corner, they're turning into a safety. Where have we heard that one before? Cam Bynum. Uh, Vikings have done that before with Cam Bynum, and it worked out very well. So Jay Ward coming from DBU at LSU, uh, he's gonna he's gonna be like the honey badger. You know, he's gonna be a Swiss Army knife. Put him in the box. Can he cover? Yes. Uh, play cornerback in the SEC, so the kid clearly can cover. Uh, but now you add another weapon into that defense with Brian Flores, who wants to clearly wants to play some mixed coverages, wants to you know play a lot of man. Uh, so why not go get a safety 
that play cornerback. Because now you got Cam Bynum and him. If you want to go zero, which people, if you don't understand that, that means there's no safety help. Zero. That means, what do I do? Maybe I blitz Harrison Smith. Maybe I put Cam Bynum one-on-one with the tight end. Maybe I bring in Jay Ward. He goes one-on-one with a running back or tight end. And then we're, we don't have no help. But we're going to get after this quarterback with my six other rushers. You go five wides, I'm going to rush six. You only got five blockers for my six rushers. I better get – somebody better get home. And hopefully the quarterback can't run. But we'll see. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, we got Roy, North, uh, nose tackle out of LSU. So another big pickup. We got Jaron Hall, quarterback BYU. That's the one for me. That was a trade from San Francisco. Uh, I personally, Sam, that's the one for me that I am not a fan of. But again – and that's because of Kirk Cousins. I that, That's more of like fifth round pick. Let's see what we get out of this kid. And again, maybe I'm, I'm looking at the height, 6'1". I'm being like the rest of the world. Oh, 6'1". That's not a prototypical quarterback. I was in love with that 6'6 kid uh, out of Stanford. But you know what? It's not always about size. 6'1", this kid actually might be good eventually from BYU. Very smart, clearly. Uh, good head on his shoulders. And then there's Dwayne McBuy running back out of UAB. Again, that was another with the trade from uh, San Francisco. That's another pick, honestly, for me, Sam. Uh, Mo Ibrahim was out there as a free agent. Uh, the Lions offered him $100,000 to come in. So clearly, that's basically a seven-round pick for Mo Ibrahim. Um, I don't know if it was the Achilles. I don't know if it was the age. Uh, I do know Dwayne McBride is younger. Uh, he's 21, whereas Mo is about to be 24, 25. Uh, is coming off an Achilles injury from the year before, had a bad ankle injury this season that held him back in a few games. So there's a lot there. But, Sam, I don't know. Overall, what do you think of the draft class? Yeah, I, I think they went for high positional value with wide receiver, cornerback, mm-hmm. um, defensive back with Ward. It sounds like he can kind of be a wild card. He can kind of play some nickel, some safety, some corner. He can play all over the place. Um, Roy, defensive tackle, they needed help there. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the quarterback, Ron. I know we disagreed on McKee. Yep. Um, and we might disagree here on Jaron Hall because I think that what he can do is so different from Kirk Cousins that fans Correct. are going to fall fall in love with this guy. And it's obviously not for this year. This is a, a draft and stash situation right. uh, where they're going to be evaluating him very closely in practice mm-hmm. uh, to see if maybe just maybe they can uh, entrust him with the future if uh, if Kirk Cousins is not extended after this year. And, and I think that's a big if, if Kirk Cousins comes back. So I like Hall. Again, we won't know. We won't have any resolution on that until 2024 at the earliest. And McBride, I think, adds something to your running back room. I think that you've got a bunch of capable running backs. Still don't know what happens with Dalvin Cook. I it, It's hard to be overly in love when you only have you know one or two picks in the first two days of the draft, right. uh, day three guys are always a little, a bit of a, a flyer, but I like that they added uh, cornerback depth. They like that they added wide receiver depth. So I like, I like where they chose to invest those picks in the early rounds. Yeah. There's one thing, the one Jordan Addison pick to me, that's a home run. Uh, it's a guy that's going to come in can catch balls. No question asked can get open, has the speed to create separation, uh, has the speed to take the top off as long with KJ Osborne, uh, has the ability to, to, to not let coverage always shade Justin Jefferson. Uh, this is a Bolitnikoff winner kid that almost had 1600 yards and 17 touchdowns in one season as a sophomore, uh, at Pitt. So this is a kid that is really good, catches the ball with his hands in traffic, um, you know, can run the bubble screen, can run the 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 middle screens. Like he he's a guy that you can do a lot of things with in this in this situation. Now is Justin Jefferson a blocker? No. 
Um, so I don't know how much bubble because like Adam Thielen was a blocker. We know Laquan Treadwell was a blocker. KG Osborne is a blocker. Um, not to say Justin Jefferson can't block. I just don't see that being a part of his repertoire. Uh, and so if you're running bubble screens, it's opposite, which actually might work in your favor because if you put him and KJ Osborne on the right, you put Justin Jefferson on the left, the linebackers and the safeties are going to shade to Justin Jefferson's side to try to eliminate some of those quick hitting routes if he's one-on-one. Uh, and if you have TJ Hawkinson on that side, so you could run a bubble to the right to Jordan Addison with KJ Osborne blocking outside. And so now you have a true one-on-one situation where you're probably going to go, they're not going to zone off or or double cover, triple cover, the Addison uh, Osborne side. So I could see a lot of things working there with the bubble screen. Cause you saw it on his highlights from, from college. He, he runs a really good bubble screen. And for people to understand, it's not an easy route to run because you have to drop that foot and then get parallel right away. You're taking three to four hard steps before you even look back for the ball. So it's like a trust you're trusting you because you can't see what's in front of you. You're trusting the cornerback or the cornerbacks blocked. You're trusting your receiver is going to take the most dangerous man. And when I say that, if there's two guys there, sometimes the safety shoots, you got to take him and you leave your receiver one-on-one with the corner and hope because the safety shot, he knew the corner had off coverage. So that corner's back a little bit for you to catch it and keep going. But that's where you see guys get blown up. But I think Jordan Addison is a nice addition piece to this that can be a home run hitter uh, for the Minnesota Vikings in his offense. And then you look at the, sec- the third round with Makai Blackman, the only – Question mark I had there was that there were guys like Keely Ringo still out there. Um, and but he did drop. Everybody originally had him like you know, second round pick. And as, as people drop, other people start, well, what's going on? I mean, we know he's freakishly athletic, we know he's big, we know he's fast, uh, but he did have issues in, in, in zone coverage. Is he smart enough to play zone? We know he can play man. There's a lot of guys that can run with a guy and play man, but can he play zone? So I know there's question marks there, but the Eagles took him, so I'm like, oh Lord, here we go. This defense got better. Uh, they also took Three other Georgia Bulldogs, Nolan Smith. You pointed out Jalen Carter, uh, and now they have Keely Ringo. So, and they had two from the year before, and Dean, Nicobe Dean, uh, and then they also had Jordan Davis. So they have five. They potentially could have half their defense be Georgia Bulldogs, like literally. Wow. Championship college Georgia Bulldogs will be five, five, and there's only eleven players on the field, people. So five of the eleven. That's almost half for those mathematicians are possibly going to be Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know if we've ever seen that, but that's crazy. Um, I feel like with the Minnesota Vikings getting two LSU kids now. You got Justin Jefferson. Uh, you, you got uh, potentially Daniil Hunter. Um, I mean, this could be an LSU type of type of team. I mean, who knows where, where this is going? Uh, you also have the USC. I don't think we have a lot of USC guys on this team, but, you know, you doubled up there. But, you know, I, I do like the Jay Ward pick as well. Uh, that's the next one I was going to talk about a little bit. Uh, and sorry, the Makai Blackman. The one thing about him, he, he knows how to play man coverage. He knows how to hit. He's not afraid to come up and make the tackle. Um, he's an aggressive defensive back, and so he does fit. I love the persona. When you, when you check his online uh, Instagram persona, uh, he, he's a ninja. Like, he calls himself a ninja. He wears the ski mask every once in a while. So you got to have that swagger as a DB. You know, he's a guy willing to take on the challenge of any receiver. Because uh, people questioned like his size. He went up against some six three, six five receivers, and he he played well against both. So he doesn't have to be six two. Like I think he's just fine where he's at. Um, so that's that's one thing, you know, when you look at the, the receivers he played against, he's played against uh six three, six five, and did well against both. Uh you can go research that yourself. But Makai Blackman, uh, I I do like that pick. That adds a cornerback, potentially your starting cornerback, uh, opposite Byron Murphy. Uh, Byron Murphy can go into the slot. Jay Ward can come in and play in the nickel. 
uh, depending on who you're playing, how you're setting in, and you still have a Caleb Evans who's probably going to be the guy to come in when you push the other guy into the nickel. Uh, and a Caleb Evans had a really good season last year, coming back from an injury, so you're going to have to make sure he's healthy and ready to go. But I liked him when they drafted him last year in the fourth round. I said he's a potential starter, and he was. Uh, he just got hurt, and it did not go his way. If he doesn't have a concussion, um, who knows what that looks like for him in the rest of that season other than because Duke Shelley got the Caleb Evans snaps. Caleb mm-hmm. Evans, that would have been his spot, uh, and we would have got a chance to see him in full uh, flourish, full flourish mode and just what he would have done. But again, on this Mission Monday, man, Super Bowl, it's that's that's what this is about. And so when you're thinking about Super Bowl, um, I, I feel like other than the quarterback running back, because I feel like you know they're pretty much set there, I feel like they got four guys. And again, low picks, so they have a ton of picks this year. But I feel like uh, with the Roy Pickett nose tackle, the safety Pickett Ward, Makai Blackman, and Jordan Addison, I feel like they added four pieces of the puzzle that really are going to be good. Sam, here's another one. When you look yep. at undrafted free agents really quick before we jump into the – because second segment, we're going to talk a little bit more football second segment, people. Like, it's this is going to be a full week of football. I uh, got a Santana Moss interview coming up uh, this week, so I'm looking forward to that with Santana Moss. Uh, gonna Got to figure out who else we're going to get on. I know we got Jordan – or Jordan, sorry, uh, 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 Spate, Matt Spate, former tight end, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, former Golden Gopher, um, you know, so going to figure out if we get him on this week, if we go with the draft pick, because uh, I do have some connections to some of these draft picks and these free agents the Vikings have. So figuring out what we're going to do this week, people, but it's going to be a football-loaded week of interviews. Uh, but you're not going to want to miss the Santana Moss one. But before we jump into uh, the second segment, Sam, uh, undrafted free agents. You know, that that's a big one for the Vikings uh, with the lowest number of picks, uh, that we've seen in a while for the Minnesota, especially early day one, you know, even day two guys, but day one for sure, only two picks. Where's the Lions? <laughs> Why is that six picks? Six in the first. top hundred, right? Yeah, two first, two seconds, and two thirds. Like, that's crazy. We don't know what they're going to be. Uh, and to pay off the tease early on, draft grade, Sam, because people are going to say, oh, what do you want to give the Vikings draft grade? Don't give them a grade. You don't know. You don't know because people said Justin Jefferson and the Vikings draft grade before, I think they gave him like a B. Now, if you redo it, you're like, damn, that was an A. For sure, that was an A. Like, don't give me that. Like, oh, well, they got a C minus because they only had this many picks and they didn't really get. I, I, I don't know. I think it was Jay Feely, maybe. I can't remember who tweeted it, but don't give like these grades. Like, I get it. It's for TV. You have to talk about them. You have to kind of evaluate the talent versus who they pick. Like, the Lions, for instance, their draft grade is actually getting knocked down. Uh, they got a lot of picks, but people feel like they reached on Jack Campbell. Uh, which I believe, like I don't, I've watched him against Michigan and against Illinois. He's not fast enough to run with some of these running backs in space. Uh, he's not fast enough to chase some of these running backs down, like an Eric Kendricks, like an Anthony Barr. Uh, he's not like like a Ray Lewis. He's not that guy. He's really good. He's a good hard nose, take on the fullback type of, type of guy. Like him and CJ Ham are going to collide. But if he gets out in space, Dalvin Cook's going to run from away from him ten times out of ten. Like he doesn't have lateral foot speed. Um, but he is a hard-nosed hitter, so maybe the Lions have a plan to just make him like a, a mole backer where he's just going to pound, pound, pound and take on the guards, take on the center, you know, eat up that extra that extra person so the other linebackers can make the play. I don't know. We don't know what Dan Campbell, but he does fit Dan Campbell. He's a hard-nosed hitting kid, but he's, he's not fast, so people feel like he'd have been there in the second round, and the running back for sure would have been there in the second round. Um, and so people feel like they reached with those first round picks and didn't have a plan. Like they could have traded back and gotten more picks maybe on day one, uh, because for those first, somebody would have probably given them two twos or two and a three. And then you, you still have, you have more picks and you still have them. Like you said, Sam in the top 100, maybe top 115. Uh, but some of the undrafted guys really quick, just some names that jump out there. Alan Ali out of TCU, 
Uh, Sam pointed out we were talking in the green room, and uh, Sam pointed out this kid played tackle a little bit, but he mainly played right guard, left guard. He started there, and he also played a ton of center. So this is a guy that can come in as a Swiss Army knife because people said offensive guard was the issue for the Vikings. Okay, well, now you add a guy that can also be your backup center because we don't know what Austin Schlotman. I don't think he's maybe the long-term solution as a backup. Uh, but Allen Ali had a TCU. TCU had a really good season. Their quarterback was pretty much taken care of this season. So you bring in a center and a guy that also can play guard. This is going to be an interesting training camp for them there. Uh, you got Calvin Avery out of Illinois. I'm always a Big Ten guy, D-tackle. Uh, I think he has a chance to help out this team, but we'll see. Uh, and then you had a guy. What was your guy? Yeah, Andre Carter. Andre Carter, the second from Army, had 15 sacks in 2021. Mm. And then I think he dealt with some injury issues last year. Wasn't quite as productive. Had four sacks last year. But 6'6", 256, uh, big kind of lanky edge rusher from Army. I think that'd be a nice little project for uh, for the Vikings defensive line coach. Yeah, yeah. Those are going to be some good picks to look for. Or sorry, undrafted guys to take a look at during training camp. We're definitely going to – I'm looking forward to it now. We had a while, so I don't want to get over anxious about training camp. Uh, we will talk about the roster, though, as it's formed right now with the free agents they have, what possible trades could come, because there's still time to trade before training camp starts. Uh, there's time to trade during training camp. We know that. We've seen guys line up for training camp or not show up for training camp. Like, look, I'm not showing up to you trade me because I don't want to get hurt at your camp. Because uh, if I get hurt, then, like, we're screwed. And for the team, they're like, look, we don't want you to come. Because we can't trade you if you come out here and get hurt. Because now we're screwed. We like nobody wants a hurt person, you know, on a trade. Even though you're going to get healthy, but we're going to be back after this, man. We got a uh, we got a word from our sponsors. Remember, you can download Locked On Sports Minnesota's app on Amazon Fire now and Roku. You can get all the videos, all the shows right there on your TV. Just go to your 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 TV device, Amazon Fire or Roku. Just search in your apps, search Locked On Sports, and when you put in Locked On Sports. You'll see Minnesota probably is going to, in your region, it's going to probably pop up first, but just look for Locked On Sports Minnesota. Hit that subscribe or download, whatever your system says, button. It'll download right there. It'll be a square right there on your TV for whatever device you have. You get all of our videos, all of our shows. And we have a word from our sponsors. We're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Yes, make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Right now, new customers. Get a no-sweat-first bet, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's why FanDuel, uh, FanDuel is so great. They've got great promotions all the time. You sign up, you might have a deposit match. Uh, there might be uh, a, a booster where the odds get boosted. They've just got some fantastic promotions at FanDuel. Check those out. It's a safe and secure app, the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And when you win, you get paid instantly. No better place to bet the playoff action than America's number one sports book. FanDuel.com slash locked on. No sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Well, we're back, uh, Sam, and we have to talk about quickly. We'll talk about a little bit of uh, the wild, the wolves. Uh, wolves are done. Wild are done. So now it's time to focus on the Twins and the NFL as well um, because that's all we have left now. We have baseball and we have the NFL talk. Like it's going to be draft talk for the rest of the week. But Sam, here's, the, here's where I go with the Wild and the Wolves. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's going to take for them to get it done ever. Uh, I feel like, you know, like Jimmy Butler, they're an AFC with the Heat and they won and they're up one on the Knicks. And the Knicks are 0-7 after losing game one in any playoff series. 0-7. Seven times they've went down the first game and they could not climb back. 
It's not a good sign for the Knicks. That means the Heat might be in the Eastern Conference Finals as an eighth seed. And at that point, they probably could go to the like they could go to the, the the NBA championship when you think about who's left. The Bucks got knocked off, so that was that was everybody's. That was my favorite. I thought the Bucks were coming out of there. 76ers, we'll see what they look like in their coming up game. But I feel like the Heat, Heat, as a, which I've never even thought anybody would say, is a favorite as an eighth seed. Like they're a favorite, a betting favorite right now as an AFC because people yeah. are like the Knicks are gonna the Knicks are gonna do what the Knicks always do and they're gonna disappear. And the New York media, after everybody loved them, they're gonna hate them and talk crap about them. And they're not gonna talk about greatness of Jimmy Butler. But I don't understand why the Timberwolves couldn't do that. Like they like Jimmy Butler. I I think Anthony Edwards is just as good as him. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think I feel like Anthony Edwards has what Jimmy Butler has. So what is it about Jimmy Butler that will that team? Is it the rest of the team? Is it the coach and Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley? Like, are we looking at a front office issue and a scheme issue with how this team has been handled over the last couple of years? Um, I just don't know, Sam. And then I saw the Seattle Kraken beat the Avalanche. The Avalanche were the favorites, right? The Avs were the division champs, defending Stanley Cup champs. And this is the worst part, Ron. The Wild would have played the Kraken and had home ice. <laughs> The Wild could have played and been favorites in the second round um, against the Kraken. That's oh, just the, the icing on the cake of a disappointment uh, sandwich. Oh, my goodness. That's just like putting an extra little nail in the coffin, a little needle into the sides sides of the people. And the mission, the mission Monday uh, for the Wild and the Wolves. They got to figure out who their guys are. I mean, I, I heard Kaprizov disappear in the playoffs. Uh, they said that was a, was that a Parisi thing or a suitor thing in the past? Like which one of the, somebody said he pulled his best suitor or, or Parisi impression by disappearing in the playoffs. I don't know which one of them did I, it for. Yeah. I always felt like, I felt like Parisi showed up um, typically. So suitor um, was a disappearing act. Su- yeah. Well, suitors, he's different because he's not a goal scorer. So okay. I, more it. so the teams that they were on didn't really show up. I don't know if those guys were like at fault necessarily, but you know right. what? Suitor. Suter kind of shut down Kaprizov. Suter had a great series, and the fans booed him like crazy, and uh, he got the last laugh. Some villains that need that. Like, the Joker, he loves your boos. Like, I love the Joker. Like, the Joker is one of my favorite villains because he appreciates your boos. Um, you know, like, it's, it's just one of those things that happen. And so the mission, mission is a mission Monday. The mission for this team is to find a guy like Jimmy Butler. You can't get Jimmy Butler because he doesn't like you. Because you have Carl Anthony Towns. But the mission is to find, like, if Anthony Edwards is the guy, put a team around him that can be, like, the Denver Nuggets. Like, put a team around him. You don't need two bigs. I personally don't think so. So whichever one you decide to stick with, make it work. Like, I think you can get more trade value for Carl Anthony Towns than you can for Rudy Gobert. Um, can you get another score to be with Rudy Gobert? And Because Rudy Gobert with Donovan Mitchell was like a five seed with the Jazz in the West. So clearly Rudy Gobert can play well with one guy. Maybe he can't play with another big that kind of clogs up the lane for him. He needs a bunch of scores that can spread it out. So it's just him down there. Also, so then when they're playing teams, he's kind of the like I'm the blocker. Like I, I know Carlin the Town's not going to block or rebound. So I that's my role. Um, so maybe his role was confused. I don't know. I don't know, but it didn't work. It didn't work. Uh they lost to the Lakers. Lakers with D'Angelo Russell, who's playing great. They won. They beat the Grizzlies. Timberwolves couldn't beat the Grizzlies. They need a second. They need a Paul George. Like they need a secondary score. I don't know where they find them, where they get them. Um, I don't know if, if A Rod, because now who he is, can get some of these free agents, these big names. 
oh, I don't want to come hang out with A-Rod. No, he had it. He had it. Uh, he had it in the bag with J-Lo. Like you said, J-Lo into any free agent's house. They're coming to Minnesota. Like, I don't know what it's going to take to get J-Lo back with A-Rod. I think she's maybe she's done because she got married to Ben Affleck. But man, J-Lo could have gotten any recruit. Like she could have got any free agent. Like, especially, oh, you'll be in my next music video. All right, I'm coming to Minnesota. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, they they, they got to find another score. I don't know if these two bigs is the answer. Uh, but that's what's per- very perplexing, I guess, about uh, these teams. That's the mission for them. How do you win? And for the Wild, I don't know, Sam. What 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 do the Wild need to do next year? Because you, you need to find their mission. Because I'm not a big hockey guy. I know you right. are. What's the, what's the Wild's mission? Like, what do they need to do? <sighs> Every year we, we get to this point, and I think it's going to be different. Like, I, I think that they're tougher than other years i think they're they're more resilient or i mean last year that team could just score they could just flip the switch and they could score yeah this team wasn't quite as explosive they didn't have fiala but they seemed tougher they added ryan reeves they mm-hmm. added um you know the these veterans the klingberg and sunquist and you know johansson they added all these vets at the deadline and you thought they were like playoff ready that they were going to go in they had really these calm, collected vets, they weren't going to be flustered. And then same thing happens. Um, they don't have cap space, Ron. So mm-hmm. you talked about Parisian Suter. They are still paying the the penalties on, on those guys' salaries. They're still paying for Parisian Suter. Um, and that is taking up like 20% of their cap space. NHL cap wow. space is much lower. So mm-hmm. if you have big numbers on the cap, it, it restricts you significantly. So they can't really add much to this team that's of great value. So they just got to keep developing. They just got to wow. keep developing younger talent, getting better. The coach might be on the hot seat. I don't I don't think he's going to be gone, but I don't think he's 100% safe uh, because you got to mix something up. And they've they've melted down two straight years in the playoffs because their penalty kill is atrocious. Yeah. And that's that's a coaching issue. <laughs> uh, so it it's a the Wild are just a big mystery, Ron. It's sad because they're a really fun really good regular season team and then this mm-hmm. always this continues to happen yeah you know because looking at their special teams i think that's the key like when with their special teams uh that's one thing i noticed like i said that i said the 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 stars look like they could attack when they were uh what is it called at they were not at full strength so they were mm-hmm. um is that short-handed. what it is just not you're short-handed yeah so they were short-handed not at full strength they were able to still attack every once in a while like the Wild would have five, they had four, and they were chasing the stars down the ice. Like, what? How? <laughs> and then when the Wild yeah. were shorthanded, it seemed like the stars just had it all worked out. Like, they were passing it. They had it set up. right. So, again, it's a copycat league, but I think in, in hockey, again, because I, I, I don't think there's, like, plays you can theory. Like, I, I joke about the uh, uh, the flying V. Like, that's what I understand, too, in penalty kills. I would love for somebody in a penalty kill – or not penalty kill, sorry, when they, are, the, they, they have the advantage – uh, to just come down in the flying V because it's four guys. They got to wait. They're waiting to help their goalie out. So just come down in the flying V just to do it. Like somebody do that just to hit it around to the back guy, like hide the puck, play hide the puck, and then do something like, you know, slap shot it to the, to the goalie. You know, it, it doesn't ever work. That's the, that's the mighty ducks. It doesn't actually work. I know you can't, a goalie's not going to make it from deep because he shoots it at 200 miles an hour. I know that. Oh, uh, but I love the concept of just trying to play hide the puck for a little bit and then spread out, you know, crisscross. I don't know, people. I don't know what you do because you're not playing man defense in hockey. You just you have your zone you're covering and you just try to defend your zone. Um, so I do get that. I'm just I'm being facetious. I, I like the Mighty Ducks and I just would love to see somebody do it because um, that would be the best thing ever. And I would tweet that video every time. 
Like, hey, why does this look at this? They score one goal. You should always do this. But anyway, Sam, like when you think about that with the hockey team, with the Wild, you think about the Wolves. Um, is it just another check mark in the history of Minnesota sports? And shoulda, coulda, woulda's. You know, like you look at Caprice off Suter. I mean, that's people can say that. Like, why didn't you find a way to keep Suter? Look what he did to you. He shut you down. He shut your star down. You could have used him. They could have. Um, so the mission for the Wolves in the Wild. Got to find a way to get on to the next round. You got to find a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it takes. You, you clearly both are playoff teams. For the Wolves, too, here's the mission. Don't be the plan. Get the six, the four, the five. Like, come on. You got, like, you you cannot, like, if you're going to have, if you're going to do all this overhaul, now you don't have five first-round draft picks for the rest of your life. You got to be a four, five, or six. Like, if you just did all this, like, you traded your life away for an eighth. Like, you traded your life away for an eighth. And you can't wait till LeBron retires to finally beat the Lakers in a play-in. Like, what? You traded your life away for an eighth seed. You didn't trade your life away and you were an eighth seed. Or, what? no, they were seventh seed. Maybe just keep the team you had. Add a star. Add another scorer. Like, I don't know if you need to go bear. Not I don't know. You did not need go bear. I'm sorry. But maybe he can't play with Carly Towns. I don't know what the answer is there, but it didn't work for the either of them. But we got the Daily 3 coming up next. That's three questions, three minutes each. Uh, and remember, we're par partner with Care11. Just go to care11.com backslash locked on and get all of our videos. Also, wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, download. Just hit the subscribe button when you find Locked On Sports Minnesota, and then you'll get all the Ron Johnson Show updates. But we have a word from our sponsors. There is still time to subscribe to NFL Draft Buzz, the Luke Inman authored newsletter. Get the full breakdown of the NFL Draft. Subscribe at LockedOnPodcast.com slash newsletters. LockedOnPodcast.com slash newsletters. Get all the best draft reaction straight to your inbox for free. Still time to subscribe. Now, Sam, it's time for the part of the show I love the most is the daily three people. That's three questions, three minutes each. I'm going to take a little bit of time. Sam has a little bit to rebuttal. Take it away, Sam. All right. The daily three starts with a question about day three of the draft. Vikings had four picks. You mentioned a couple of them mm-hmm. already. Jay Ward, Jaquelin Roy, Jaron Hall, Dwayne McBride. Which of the four will have an impact in 2023 as a rookie? I think Jay Ward. Uh, I think that goes without saying. Uh, very, not say simple for me. Um, I think the D tackles are kind of like, not say set. I think we had a pretty good uh, look there, but I think he is going to get a chance to play um, in Roy. But I, I just feel like, again, I'm talking about Brian Flores' defense. I'm talking about how the Miami Dolphins became dominant because, you know, when he got it, they weren't good. And then every year they improved. And what did he do? From talking to, you know, Ryan Clark and other guys that know the DB position, Darius Butler. Um, he played aggressive man defense and trusted his guys to keep pressure on the quarterback so he doesn't have four seconds. Like, if you can get make the quarterback throw the ball within two seconds, that's not a lot of time for a cornerback to have to cover. Now, when you're able to, like, sit back in the pocket and look left, look right, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Drew, you know, the best of the best, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you're going to get picked apart. They're going to pick you apart. But when you make Patrick Mahomes run for his life, when you make Aaron Rodgers scramble, when you when you get Brock Purdy, whoever the 49ers have coming to U.S. Bank Stadium next year, make him run around a little bit, your DBs have a better shot at, at, at keeping the receivers under contain. So I, I like the Jay War pick because he's a Swiss Army knife. He can come in and, and spell Harry when he's tired. 
He can come in and spell Cam Bynum. Uh, he can also go and cover because he's a fresh out of the college cornerback. Um, so it's like, hey, they they put this running back, whoever it might be, in the slot a lot. Like it could be the Lions. I mean, you talk about Jameer Gibbs and what they can do with him. They can put him in the slot. The kid can play receiver. Like he can catch the ball. You know, he's like Alvin Kamara. So and again, with Alvin Kamara, like who do you put on Alvin Kamara? Do you do you waste a linebacker? You could do Brian Asamoah, but no, you bring in a guy like Jay Ward. He can go cover uh, Alvin Kamara. He also can actually tackle and run support if they decide to motion back and run the ball. So I, I do like the Jay Ward pick. That's that's where I'm going to go with that. I don't know, Sam. What do you think? Yeah, um, I like that because the Vikings have totally remade the defensive back group. I mean, they they cut Dantzler. Shannon mm-hmm. Sullivan signed with Pittsburgh over the weekend. Peterson is with Pittsburgh. Um, and Duke Shelley's with the Raiders. So everybody's gone. It's a clean slate. You got Evans. You got Booth, the last year's rookies. Now you got Ward and you got um, uh, Blackman blanked out there for a second. And then Byron Murphy is your obviously your, your shadow guy, your starter. But there are opportunities there. There are plenty of opportunities for a rookie like Ward to step in and at least be a sub-package guy. I would also say that if the if the Vikings are moving on from Dalvin Cook, still a big mystery, um, I think Dwayne McBride can be part of that mix. I mean, he he had insane college stats, broke a ton of tackles, yards after contact kind of guy. That's that's a change of pace back that I would like to have in my team. So mm-hmm. I I think he could again be part of a rotation, assuming that Dalvin Cook moves on or gets traded at some point here. Yeah, I, I think for McBride, when you think about the running back position, uh, the Vikings have, you know, in the tendency if they're going to run the ball and, and we don't know what Kevin O'Connor is going to do, could use him. But who knows where he's going to fit into? He's definitely probably could be a special teams guy, uh, but only time will tell. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. What you got next, Sam? All right. Question two, uh, NFC North. Lions had eight picks. Bears had 10. Packers had 13 picks in the draft. So that's 31 players that got added to the other NFC North teams. What did you think of uh, the Vikings opposition's draft picks in this, uh, in this draft? Uh, Okay. So here's where I go with this. I did like the bears first round pick Darnell, Wright. I think he's a solid offensive tackle. You look at uh, if you have a guy protecting your quarterback, if Justin Fields is going to be your guy, I think that was a great pick Uh, after that. Mm, you know, it was it was so so. We'll see what these guys end up being. I do like the Terrell Smith in the fifth round, of course. Um, yep. Like I said, I think he's a he's a good special teams guy. He's going to be a good uh, fourth fifth DB on that team. He's smart. He's savvy. He's willing to work and you know plan behind a guy. Doesn't you know bother him? You saw him get benched for Benjamin St. Juice in Minnesota. Then he comes back the next year and starts the next couple of years and ends up going to the NFL, get drafted. So I, I think he's a character guy that is going to fit well with that team. When you look at the Packers. I personally, um, I think the Packers did exactly what, what what they do when Aaron Rodgers is like, this is why I'm out of here. Now, Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. I think that's a good pick. He's a guy that's getting up to quarterback. Um, a ton of picks. You know, Javon, uh, Jay, uh, sorry, Jane Reed, uh, you know, again, I think another solid pick out of Michigan State. Uh, didn't do a ton at Michigan State, but I think he, he was a, a solid player there. Um, but when you think about, you know, the tight end, another weapon for, for Jordan Love, I mean, that's that's the goal. But could they have gotten some other better pieces possibly to help this offense? Maybe. But again, I think the Packers, you know, when you have that many picks, you know, Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford, now this is what's funny. Sean Clifford out of Penn State was there forever. Really good quarterback. You know, early on was supposed to be, you know, top 
top three you know, round pick guy early in his career. Uh, stuck around maybe because of COVID a little bit longer than he should have, uh, but falls to the fifth round this year. He's a guy, honestly, that could outplay Jordan Love. Now, I don't know Jordan Love. I'm not hating on him. Uh, didn't feel like they were super excited about him. But I feel like Sean Clifford at Penn State, you know, when you look at his work, body work at Penn State, I've seen him play against the, the Gophers a bunch. He's a guy that might end up, you know, being that guy. Now, another wide receiver, uh, Wicks out of Virginia. Again, could he be a Romeo Dub situation there? He might. The Packers have done a good job finding some of these receivers late uh, and then not in the first round, and they end up, you know, other than Devontae Adams, end up being really, you know, helpful to Aaron Rodgers' offense. Now, again, was it Aaron Rodgers? Was it the chicken or the egg? Was Aaron Rodgers the one that made these guys good? We'll find out. Now, the Lions, a lot of picks early on, like you said. Top 100, they had six picks from 12 to 96. Jameer Gibbs, I thought they could have got him in the second round. Jack Campbell, I don't think he's fast enough, in my opinion, uh, to run with some of these speedy running backs and, and, the, and even tight ends. I mean, these tight ends are getting faster. Uh, you got Sam Laporta. I like that pick at tight end. Now, I, I personally do. I really like Sam Laporta. I, I had him as one of my, my top picks. I thought a team, you get him, you get better right away. Uh, Deion Branch, safety. Again, another solid pick for them. Hendon Hooker. I think that's the future QB. Uh, he's going to be able to sit behind Jared Goff for a couple years, get healthy. Uh, and then the D-tackle, uh, sorry, Broderick uh, Martin. I think that was good. So when I look at the, the – and you tell me where you're at. When, when I look at those grades, I got the Lions. And then I'm going to go uh, potentially Packers, I guess, because they do have a lot of late-round picks that are good. Um and then the Bears, Lions, or Bears, Vikings to me, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of even. Uh, but just because the Bears have more picks, I got to go Bears and then Vikings. Like, I think the Vikings, Vikings draft right now, other than Jordan Addison, like, because you can't take one pick and say, oh, this is the best pick of the draft. I think it might be, but you, you got to look at the rest of the class and what they do. And again, we don't know. We don't know. But right now, I think the Bears and the Vikings draft, they're the bottom two for the NFC North. I don't know. What do you think? I thought that all three of the other drafts were very interesting. Um, the Bears probably did the right thing. They they know they're in a slow rebuild. They built up their trenches, right? Th three of their four picks uh, in the first two days were offensive tackle, defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. um, the Lions, for having all these picks in the top 100, they did not add a cornerback. They did not add an edge rusher they did not add a wide receiver like they didn't add a lot of like a position of great value with those picks now they'll, they're good players don't get me wrong they just didn't fortify positions that help you win in the nfl like at a high level like edge rusher cornerback wide receiver those are really important um and the, and like i said they'll probably get some good players out of that and then the packers going double tight end in the second and third round it seems a little bit redundant to me, Ron. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what you think about that, but when you take a, a tight end in the second round, you would like to spread that out a bit, I, I, I feel like, and add your defense elect an offensive lineman. In, of 13 picks, Ron, they didn't find one for an offensive lineman. So I just thought they all did kind of peculiar things. And yeah, yeah um, but they'll, they'll find good 31 picks. Like, that's the thing with quantity, you're bound to stumble upon some gems. And right. the Vikings have less of a chance to do that with only six picks. You really got to nail it when you have one, when you only have six. Yeah, it's like the NBA draft. Whoever has the most ping pong balls has the biggest chance of finding a, a diamond in the rough or a gem or the best pick. Um, when you have six, 
you kind of got to you got to make some very strategic moves. Um, but yeah, what you got next? What's the last one? Last one. Were you surprised that there was no trade involving Dalvin Cookers and Darius Smith, who've been kind of on in this weird gray area now, going on a couple months? Uh, no, I wasn't surprised. Um, the problem is Zadarius, I don't think he's going to get you anything higher than a fourth right now. Like just where he's at his career, his age, uh, past injury history. Um, for Dalvin Cook, you want a second round pick, but I just don't feel like there's a team that wants to give it away from running back because running backs aren't even going in the second round right now. Like, I mean, the first round running backs this year, everybody's like, whoa, I think you reached. Um, and so to get a second round pick for a running back. Now, Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the NFL and you know what you're getting when you like if you say, hey, I got a second round pick, I could have Dalvin Cook for a second. I think a lot of teams would take it. I just don't know if the Vikings maybe were sold on it. Maybe they wanted more than the second. Maybe they wanted a, fir- a you know another first or maybe a second and a first. Maybe a you know a second this year and your second next year for Dalvin Cook and maybe your third next year. You know, like who knows what the the trade uh, capital was for Dalvin Cook or what you know what he might have wanted. Um, but whatever it was, it didn't happen. So no, I wasn't surprised. I, I just, I just feel like where those guys are at, they know the Vikings. They could hold the Vikings' feet to the fire. The Vikings, are like, look, we're not gonna, we're not gonna let you uh, bully us into, you know, making a move that we don't have to make right now. Uh, and I think that's what the Vikings are. I mean, I think they're gonna get through training camp. Uh, maybe a team's top running back goes down and they want to get, you know, Dalvin Cook because the Vikings, are like, look, we're, we'll give them up because we have Alexander Madison. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a training camp situation or even a, a preseason situation where maybe a top guy. It happens. It, unfortunately, in this game, it happens every year. Uh, for Zadarius, I just don't know because he wanted to be traded at one point, or at least that's what the rumor was. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see. And even Daniel Hunter, I've heard rumors that he could be traded, uh, but his is more of a contract thing. He just wants more money because uh, no Instagram. He deleted all of his Instagram pictures of the Vikings, but he actually didn't because the one picture he has left is him walking to the Vikings stadium. So for people trying to say he deleted all his Vikings pictures, he didn't. He actually just deleted his pictures and started over. A lot of young guys and girls, they do that now. With the, That's the thing for kids now. They, they delete their Instagram and start off with one picture all over again and rebuild their Instagram from scratch. That's the thing, I guess, for kids. Um, I'm old, and I don't have time to do that. Um, so I don't do it. Uh, maybe one day. I do delete some, but I don't have time to delete all of them. Like, it's just, I just don't have time. But maybe, maybe one of these trips, my daughter has softball trips coming up. Maybe I have some time to do it and do like the cool kids do. Uh, but Sam, I don't know. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Did you think they were going to get traded? Part of me did. Um, I didn't think the value was super high on either one. I, I think we're trending now, Ron, toward a, a June 1. That's the the date to circle because they save more money by cutting both of these players after June 1st. That's just the way that that, that the money works out with these deals. So with Sidarius, it's 7.1 in savings pre-June 1, 8.7 million in savings post-June 1, and then Dalvin is something like 5.8, and then it becomes 8 or 9. So that they could save a few extra million if they cut them June 1st or after. Might be headed that way because I, I don't know if they have the cap space to uh, to retain them both and sign this draft class. So we'll see. We'll see if they can work out an, an agreement with Zedarius. I'd like Zedarius back. Dalvin feels a little bit more like a foregone conclusion that he's going to move on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, this is why the GMs get paid the big bucks because they have to make these tough decisions. But that'll do it for us today on the Ron Johnson. So I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Extram. And Sam, it was the lotto. I'll pay it off, too, for the people that haven't seen it. Go watch All About the Benjamins. It's a great scene. It was his lotto number, Sam. Mike Epps and all about the Benjamins. He did the whole lotto deal. If you ever want to play the lotto, I don't want to give the numbers out, but I'll just give it to you. It was 15, a 30, a 35, a 40, a do 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 do. 
4547. And, and he was doing it because the dude was like getting mad at him, like, man, what do you want? He's like, I want I want lotto tickets. He was like, man, that's why I don't come around here. And he was arguing with the guy. And then he finally like started singing the lotto numbers, and the guy was getting pissed off. Which is funny too, because now you actually have to fill out the form. That's to show you how old that movie was back when you used to read your numbers to the person to give you your lotto ticket. So there it is, Sam. But trust me, if you ever got time, the kids asleep, wife's gone, going all about the Benjamins. It's a good movie. And speaking of Benjamins, like Sam said, the Vikings got to find a way to find some Benjamins to sign these guys because it's going to cost them a lot. And that's how you tie it into the show, Sam. People are like, where is this coming from? Because there this whole show in the Mission Monday was all about the Benjamins. They have to find the Benjamins. But again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Action. Make sure you subscribe, people. Hit the subscribe button, share, like, talk, tell all your friends about it. And if I hit the lotto, let your friends know. I'm going to be paying y'all. I don't know how long. You can have a lot of friends coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> I would, that's why I wouldn't tell people. Actually, I would never tell people I actually won the lotto. I don't think I would. Because I don't want all these family members that I don't know looking for stuff. I just don't. But that's me. I don't know about you, Sam. But hey, people, it's a beautiful sun's out. It's windy in Minnesota, but the sun's out. I want you guys to have a great day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.